2: And we are back on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The Score, Mike Esposito here with you until NFL playoffs at 6:30. Rams and Cardinals coming your way. Then, uh, until then, uh, we will be honoring uh, the life of our colleague and friend Les Grobstein. If you missed it earlier today, I know we've been talking about it all day as the news broke early this morning. Uh, Les uh, passed away yesterday, cardiac arrest, uh, 69 years old. Uh, certainly far too young for, for our friend Les. And uh, certainly a lot of great memories left by Les, and, and certainly a lot of callers, listeners, colleagues, friends uh, that will certainly miss him uh, and his unique brand of, of Chicago Sports Talk. 312 644 6767 is our telephone number. Uh, I want texts. I'd love to take your calls as well. Uh, the Score listener line is powered by BetQL, BetSmarter, and Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today or visit betql.com. Uh, and we are broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Uh, lot the text the texts have been flying in throughout the day, even during the Bulls game uh, when I was on during Bill's post. We had somebody text in. Uh, Can't we just get to the less talk? We're getting there. We're here. Uh, happy to talk to you. Ah, uh, we'll also talk to our friend and longtime Chicago sportscaster on both radio and TV, Chris Bowden. Will join us at six. Uh, Chris goes way back to Sports Phone with Les. Uh, if you're if you're of a certain age, and I am of that age, and I know a lot of people uh, are as well, uh, you had to call up Sports Phone to get those scores. Les was one of the uh, originators there, as was Chris. We'll talk to Chris at six, um, and until then. Really, this is, uh, as I said, we, we want to hear your memories. We want to hear your, uh, your thoughts about Les. I know he meant a lot to a lot of people. Um, and uh, actually, we'll give one of those people who worked with Les right now a chance uh, to talk. Our producers back at the Score Studios, Brandon Fryer, and then Adam Studzinski before he gets out of there. Studs, uh, if you could hop back on, we'd appreciate it. I know you worked uh, on Les's show a ton. And uh, you have certainly worked uh, various shifts throughout the station, and you you've seen it all. I, I'm sure you have a, a favorite story or two and just uh, uh, thinking about uh, what it was like to uh, to hang out and work on on Lester show.
3: Oh, man, so many. And yeah, like, you know, I don't even know how many less shifts I work. Not as many as some of the older hats around here, but I worked quite right. a bit cause I mean, especially when I started, which was March of 2018, most of your shifts for the first half a year, year were working with Wes. So that's where you like learned how to work at the station really. And like when I think of some of the, some of the like best less moments that I experienced, like the first thing that comes to mind was there was Danny Parkins lost a bet on the afternoon show. I can't remember what it was exactly. It doesn't matter. And It was gambling
2: related if if, if memory serves.
3: Yeah. And so the the loser, (laughs) it was whatever it was for the afternoon show, the loser of like their NFL picks for the season had to do a show with less overnight. So I was there when when I was there when Daniel did this show and 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 within the first hour here uh, Brandon, if you if you can play this for me, within the first hour this happened and it just killed me.
2: That's great. which of the wet bandits Marv or Harry, over the two movies, do you think took more of a physical punishment?
1: I know that when uh, she was still alive, Marge shot. She was the bag lady in the Lincoln Park, and she got a ton of votes for that. (laughs) Okay, that that, that wasn't what I asked. (laughs) I I answered it, but as far as Marv and Harry, uh, probably Harry got more because, I mean, it's Joe Pesci for crying out loud.
3: Dude, I just and i mean it's just that was so quintessential less because that happened all the time just all the time and and just the fact that danny usually you just let it slide like it would happen to me and i just let it go but danny actually saying (laughs) it's not what i asked like just just killed (laughs) me
2: (laughs) well and, and and point of fact too i i think uh Barry caught uh, or Marv Marv was the tall one, right? Daniel Stern. I think yes, he yes. caught the, he took the iron to the face and everything. So, oh, yeah. So I disagree with Les's opinion on that, but that that's just comedy. And now every time I watch that movie, I'm going to think of Marv shot. I think he's talking about home alone too, but anyway, the, uh, the bird lady, holy cow. Uh, and- uh, that's a, that's great. And, and you know what? And you said it too, which is that's one of the great things about less. And I remember this going back into the late nineties. When I first met less, I was, Uh, a newbie up here in Chicago covering games. And, you know, that was kind of your initiation, right? At at the time, for me, it was in the Wrigley Field press box, all of the assembled media at the time, a ton of print media, a ton of radio media, you had all your TV media as well. So it was a a full house out there. And a lot of people that you had grown up listening to, reading in the paper, watching on TV, whatever. Lots of people uh, with lots of different uh, ways of treating people, let's put it that way. Uh, but certainly one that always took young people under their wings uh, was Les Grobstein. And I know you said it, right? I mean, so many people on our station as new employees, your first gig is, welcome to the score, here's overnights with Les Grobstein, right? And it couldn't be more welcoming. And I know he, 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 he lets you get on there and talk. He lets you do different things. You have, you know, certainly five hours to, to kind of get your experience and make your mistakes, right?
3: Oh uh, yeah and and that's what you know, in all seriousness, that is something that it probably I don't want to say underappreciated because I know we all do appreciate it, but like something that I really appreciated about less and, and is the fact that you could work that show without having to worry about getting slammed for any mistake that you that you made because right. and, and that's something it, that is just like so invaluable to a young producer the the, the ability to mess up and, and then not yep. have have the host or whoever just bury you for it right and because there's plenty of times that especially early on that i would mess something up and and we just unless would say it's, it's, it's all right just move on and and that's what we would do and you wouldn't hear another word about it and, and you know he wouldn't you know tell mitch like hey adam messed up or anything and and just to have that ability is so crucial and, and something that like we're going to miss like that, 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 that aspect. And, and I've seen so many people talk about this. Like he was so singular, like nobody did it like him. And I saw Chris Ranji tweet this earlier today. He's just like yep. other other cities have overnight hosts. Nobody else had less Grobstein, though, because nobody else did it like him. It was so singular and so unique, and it's completely irreplaceable.
2: Completely irreplaceable. I I have to tell my one story, and you're right, and we'll get to that. And I know the uh, listeners to our overnight show, and and this goes back decades, really. I mean, you know, this is Les's second stint at the station, but I come from, you know, the the first stints back in the late '90s, early 2000s, when. Um, You know, for those of us that worked, if you worked overnights, if you worked third shifts, if you worked whatever, at the time I was trying to get into this business. Right. And I was working in bars and I know studs, you've worked in bars, too, but I would get off my shift at whatever time it was, midnight, whatever, get in the car and go home. And less was there for me. Right. And it was literally at the time I had about a 20 or 30 minute drive home. And that was decompression time. That was what's going on in the daytime. That was. About as great a show, I mean, you, as you just said, listening to Les Grobstein do overnights is not something that you would get in any other cities. The man had an encyclopedic knowledge of everything Chicago sports. Uh, I have a very funny story that I still, the the funny part of the Les stories is I don't remember these things as well as Les did. And they happened to me, but he remembered them. Um, It just, it just goes uh, to, to all of what we're talking about. But I know for a lot of people that work nights, that work overnights, I get up early to head into the office. Les was there for everybody. Les was your guy. Les was the, the voice in your car, and you're probably there. If you're there that early or that late, you're probably in the car by yourself, just chilling out, either just waking yourself up or before you decompress and go to sleep. And Les was there for you. Les was your ride home. Les was the voice in your ear. He was your friend on the radio, right? And uh, he certainly was that for for thousands and thousands of Chicago sports fans uh, over many, many years. Uh, the story I want to share, and, and again, we'll have Chris Bowden on uh, at the top of the hour. Chris uh, worked with Les going all the way back to the old sports phone back in the early 80s. Uh, we'll talk to him about... Lots of uh, what went on there. Some of his memories of working alongside Les over the decades. Uh, I'm sure the Lee Elia tirade will come up as well as we get to that. But so when I first met Les, I, I mentioned uh, that I first met him in the Wrigley Field press box. And, and picture it, right? I'm a young 20-something uh, newbie reporter. I had done college radio and you know a handful of other things. But you know coming into the big leagues, right? You're going to the press box at Wrigley Field, and you meet all these people that you grew up listening to, watching, whatever and one of the greatest nicest guys up there, Les Gropstein. And getting to watch baseball games with Les was a trip. If there was a no-hitter through 3 innings, it's the no-hit game. 9 people throw in a dollar each, whichever part of the lineup actually gets a hit wins the money, but the you know the the whole you know thing was just uh, fun to begin with. But anyway, you, you start, you know, the radio guys tend to sit together. That's where they were seated together by the clubs. And You know, you start talking and all kinds of weird, fun discussions happen. So Les asked me my birth date, not my birthday, the actual month and day, but, you know, month, day, year. So I tell him, you know, so-and-so, 1972. Les proceeds to tell me off of the top of his head what the Cubs did that day, who the winning pitcher was, what the result was, who homered, etc. And I'm not even joking, and I don't remember it to this day. I would have to look it up. But that was the knowledge that Les carried around in his head. That's what our overnight listeners, for how these many years, got to uh, get treated to when Les was on the air. And you could call about. I, I pick your pick your minor team, and I don't mean minor as in didn't matter, but you know, not like Cubs, Bears, Bulls. You know, Chicago Sting when soccer went, uh, was a big thing. Any of the minor league uh, hockey teams, or the Wolves, or the you know the soccer teams, or the uh, any of the different ones that Les was involved one involved in. And he would talk to you about that. He got his start uh, calling games uh, Northwestern Basketball December 29th of 1970. I have this here. He was on the air in Chicago for over 50 years. And I know a lot of people remember him from his run at WLS with Larry Lujak and Steve Dahl and Fred Winston. Uh, that's where the... Uh, Lee Elia thing came through, uh, but certainly uh, he's going to be missed. Uh, if you missed it, uh, we're, we're paying tribute to our friend and colleague, Les Grobstein, who passed away yesterday uh, at the age of 69. And uh, Les would probably want us talking about, you know, what the Bulls just did in the Rams Cardinals game, but we're not going to do that. We're going to talk about Les. Uh, and here's what we got to do. I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. We're going to do less. And talk about less and read your texts and take your calls uh, until 6.30. We have the playoff game coming up then, Rams and Cardinals. I'm going to come back on after the playoff game, and uh, we're going to take more of your calls and texts. And then I can't wait for this, uh, and I hope I don't fall asleep through it, but I probably will. Mark Rohde is going to take the helm at midnight. Mark is going to do less a shift from midnight until 5, and uh, he is – Undoubtedly got lots of fun stuff planned, uh, but we're going to pay tribute to the grabber, and uh, we're going to we're going to share our ways of less. Uh, a bunch of texts, a bunch of texts coming in to the text line at three one two six four four six seven six seven. Hey Esco, um, if I, I got I got one yes, more Adam, thing
3: I want to I want to say before I'll, I'll let you please. I'll let you get to the callers and the texters because there's it's just well two more quick things that I'll never forget about less. One of the ways that I would always I would always because you were kind of alluding to it. He just was such an encyclopedia, and he would always, always an, end up on these random, to, random talk, topics because that's just where his stream of conscious took him. And I would, I, one of my favorite things to do when working his shift was figure out, okay, how did we get to this? And I would backtrack in my head, like, okay, we started on the Bears, and somehow we ended up on the 63 Cups. It's like, how the <laughs> hell did we, did we manage uh-huh. to get to this point? And another thing that – and this was like the probably the number one thing I'll always remember – interacting with less because we all as the producers that worked his show would have things that we would go to, to get him. If you could tell he was just running dry on stuff and the guy would always come up with something, but if you wanted you know, to toss some stuff out there to help him out, I would get him going on Jay Cutler because the guy hated Jay Cutler, oh, maybe as much as he yes, hated the he Packers. Did. And I would, I would just, just just needle a little bit and be like, you know, I think that Jay Cutler is the most talented bears quarterback ever. <laughs> And he, no, he wouldn't have any of it. Jim McMahon was this guy. And, and I was, I, cause neither of us would back down about it. And this is another great thing about Les, Like he would, he really understood that sports radio at times is, is the argument. So we would have just an argument yeah. back and forth for five minutes. We'd go to a break and then you talk to him like it never happened because the arguments on air, he understood was just the on air thing. And, and then we would, we would just move on. Like it never happened. And so that's something that that was really great that he understood that that's none of that is personal. We're just having a a discussion and it's okay to disagree.
2: Yeah. The discussions were always great. And I'm going to talk about it with Chris Bowden, because as I mentioned, you know, the radio guys in these press boxes are usually seated together or next to each other, or, you know, all, all in, you know, we're, we're clumped together. Right. So, you know, all of your various radio outlets, uh, up and down the dial, have their reporters there. And it's, you know, it's people, you know, it's the same people at every game. So the discussions often extend not just game to game and season to season, but year to year, right? I mean, like literally we had discussions in the Soldier Field press box with Les and, you know, our, our whole gang, you know, David Schuster and George Hoffman and everybody else up there that lasted years and it would be this, you know, and then it was like, oh, we heard that one, you know, four years ago. But it was always just so funny, and it would all, <laughs> it would always come back to, you know, random obscure Bears facts, uh, you know, that that Les would come up with. And I'm telling you, um, well, you you got to hear it. I, I don't have to tell you about it. You all got to hear it right here on these airwaves on the Score. Um, it's been uh, it's been a, a privilege, really, uh, to to listen and to work with uh, the Grobber and we're certainly going to miss him. Let me read a few texts before I break here, and then again, Chris Bowden, a longtime uh, Chicago sportscaster, will join us right after the top of the hour. Uh, I am a 56-year-old female Packers fan, and I loved listening to Les. He was never condescending. Even if I was a Packers fan, I'm so glad I listened to his show after the last Packers-Bears game, RIP Les. Uh, Agreed. And that's one thing Les was never... he, He may have disagreed with you, but he was never condescending. You could have been you know, the most out there caller that we've ever had. And he would talk to you and he would listen to you and you were part of his show. And that's why I know a lot of people uh, love the show. And a lot of people take this, uh, this one uh, particularly hard. Um, it, it's uh, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult. 708 RIP Grober institution and overnights and punching bag lines from his co-host. Good dude though. And he did, he rolled with a lot of, that stuff because it was fun and he had fun with it too. And you know, he was a, as much of a part of it. I heard David Schuster, our, our former uh, longtime reporter for the score uh, and a long term friend of of Les. I heard David on earlier uh, with Grody and Rick Camp talking about um, how I mean, there was always uh, jokes and poking fun at people. And you know, Lord knows there are less drops that will um, live forever. And we love the less drops and you love the less drops and less loved the less drops, right? I mean, come on, it was all in good fun. It's sports radio. It's fun. We all had a great time, but, but less was, was part of the fun. And I know he was uh, most appreciated there. Um, and, and certainly most appreciated by our listeners. We're definitely going to do more of your texts. Again, as I said, we're going to talk to Chris Bowden next coming up uh, at the, at the top of the hour. And then we have NFL playoff talk or NFL playoff game, excuse me, coming up at 6:30, uh, Rams and Cardinals immediately after that, I'll be back on with you. We'll talk more, uh, about the life and times of Les Grobstein and Mark Rohde, our friend and Les's good buddy is going to do Les's shift from midnight to five leading into Molly and Haw. That will be must listen radio. I'm Mike Esposito. You are listening to Chicago sports radio, 670, the score.
4: Tonight, starting at midnight, it's a special edition of Score Overnights. Remembering friend, colleague, score legend, and Chicago radio icon, Les Grobstein. Hosted by The Score's own Mark Grody. Mark will be remembering the Grobber and taking your calls. Midnight to 5 a.m. on Sports Radio 670 The
0: Score.
4: The SCORE remembers teammate, SCORE legend, and Chicago radio icon, Les Grobstein, who passed away at age 69. Rest in peace, Grobber. We'll all miss you. This is WSCR and HD Chicago, WBMX HD2 Chicago.
2: Welcome back into The SCORE. And yeah, if you missed it, if you're just getting in your car, getting out of work, Uh, that is what we've been talking about today. Uh, the passing of our friend, Les Grobstein, uh, he died yesterday, cardiac arrest. He was only 69 years old. And, uh, I know, uh, he wanted to, (laughs) you know, his plan after not feeling, uh, too well last week was to, uh, try to get back and, and do a show last night, NFL playoffs had a ton of football to talk about. And, uh, unfortunately for all of us, uh, he, he didn't make it and uh, we're all gonna miss him. Mike Esposito here with you. Uh, I am here till 6:30. Uh, NFL football comes your way after their Rams and Cardinals. Right now though, as we continue to honor less, uh, let's head on out to the score hotline. It's presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Uh, there we find our friend and a longtime Chicago sportscaster on both TV and radio. Chris Bowden joins us on the score. Good evening, Chris.
5: That's all so good. To, good to talk to you. It's been a long time. I'm just uh, sorry it's under these circumstances. We've had uh, a rough, rough few weeks here in the sports media community here in Chicago. And uh, you know, I, I would guess Les probably would have made it if the Packers had played yesterday and they didn't have a bye week. But uh, <laughs> you know, you know, I no matter so. win, win or lose, and in all likelihood, the way the Green Bay Packers are rolling, it would be winning because uh, it's been that way for the last. Uh, 2025 20, years for uh, for Bears fans. Unfortunately, here in Chicago, that Les, Les uh, would have had a, a, a salty uh, word or two to say about the Packers uh, following a game yesterday. But uh, uh, yeah, we're all uh, we're all uh, we're all for much much lesser without without less no pun intended
2: here yeah no for sure and and you know what what started as sadness um you know this morning and and getting the news uh you know from Mitch Rosen our program director and then listening to the the station all day and listening to our teammates pay tribute and uh really it started to you know you you miss the man and you certainly miss everything that he brought to the station but in the end, it's it's remembering the fun times that we all had with him, whether it's in you know press boxes over the years or working in a studio somewhere. Uh, it was never a dull when uh, when Les was with you in the press box. I know we we've experienced that firsthand together.
5: <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, and and you know what I, I I haven't seen Les a whole lot over the last I don't know 15 years or so. Uh, a lot earlier in my career when I was doing a lot more radio work, um, you know, when I would be out covering games, I've been more tied to. You know, a, a television studio, more or less, for the last uh, last 15 years or so of my career. But I, I would still see him every once in a while. But you know, reflecting back on on those years when we'd uh, share the press box, sitting through great games, horrible games, um, <laughs> you know, boring games, rain delays and whatnot. Um, les's sense of humor was very unique. I don't I don't think I ever I ever laughed at anything less said that he thought was a joke or thought was funny, it was more of the eye roll uh, a <laughs> sense of humor. You know, we got a ton of that, uh and, and everybody got a ton of that uh through uh all his years here. And uh yeah, from what I remember he'd uh you know, between his his uh uh curly three stooges invitations and and Mo and whatnot yeah. and and uh you know talking in those voices and then you know, him trying to crack a joke. And it was like, I said, it was more, it was more eye roll humor than, than anything. Um, and, you know, after, yeah, after a while, you know, he, he'd keep going at it and it would be like, Oh, less. All right, come on. We, we get it. But that, that's who he was. And, you know, a uh, big as hard as anybody, um, a, a, a kind man to when he needed to criticize somebody or something, he wouldn't shy away. But uh, in the end, um, you know, he was, salt of the earth and that's really the way he went about his job i mean he was he was a grinder uh he was there for anything uh any event that uh, any team would allow him to come in and cover uh he yeah. would be there and and working for uh you know uh main outlets and other outlets uh at the same time juggling juggling a lot of hats and um, but he was always there he was a fixture and uh uh i, I I'm actually lucky Time I got to see him, I tweeted this out was at the Northwestern Purdue game at, at Wrigley Field. I hadn't seen him in a yeah. long time. Or when I would, it would just be in passing. And it's a hello. Hey Les, what's going on? What's up, Lester? How are you doing, Grobber? Uh, but this time I was I was trying to trying to cram with uh, just get some last minute uh last minute uh, you know background in on the two teams. I, I sit down in the uh in the lunchroom over at Wrigley Field, and here comes Les and uh all of a sudden he sat down and we started catching up and, and reflecting on memories of, you know, Northwestern teams past and uh, from Rick Venturi and Francis Hay <laughs> to Dennis Green. And uh, that was, that was an automatic when you, when you sat down with less and uh, you know, and, and he started going over other football games he had covered at Wrigley field. So uh, once, once uh, he sat down and you started a conversation, there was really no going back. And, you know, even though, uh, there are times when you wanted to focus on what you were trying to do. Um, you know, it, it always ended up being a, a great and fun conversation. And you know, it, in the big picture, you know that's that's what's most important. Just just sharing sharing those kind of memories, and that's what Les was all about.
2: Talking with Chris Bowden here on the Score, Mike Esposito with you for another twenty minutes until NFL playoffs coming your way at six thirty. Uh, and I have to ask you, Chris, because I was a caller at the old Sports Phone. I, I I know that you probably get this a lot. I was
5: of the right age,
2: and I know. Now, was that your first job at Sports Phone?
5: Yeah, it was. And actually, Les had left by that point. And, and okay, you know, and and let me say this: we were uh, when I was coming into the business. Um, you know, I was going to Columbia College, which Les also went to. You know, that yeah. was kind of our first connection. And you know, I wanted to get in the business and. He was already on the air here in Chicago and he was he was kind of the he was kind of the, the the staple, the guy you wanted to model yourself after, not necessarily in style or anything like that, but the fact that he mm-hmm. was a Chicago guy and he was able to get on the air fairly early in his career, right out of Columbia College, when uh, you know, he got his gig over at uh, WLS out of sports phone. And that's what all of us were striving to be. You know, uh, right. a bunch of us over at Sports Phone, we're we're Chicago guys. And we were all fighting and, and, and doing everything we could to take that next step. So uh, Les had already left Sports Phone. I wasn't part of the first original wave there. I was kind of the second wave with the Joniaks and the Canellises and the Fred Hubners and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, so, But uh, Les was, was one of the originals there, and uh, along with David Schuster and a couple of other guys there. Um, so, uh, yeah, I had already heard the stories before actually knowing, getting to know Les personally about what he was all about.
2: Now, now I am too young, so I was old enough to call sports phone, but I was not old enough, nor was I seeking out the AM dial for Larry Lujack and, and whatnot. But that was, I know, just by knowing the history of, you know, Chicago radio a little bit, that was the show. And you had Steve, and, Steve Dahl and Fred Winston and Larry Lujak, and, and Les was mm-hmm. their sports guy. And that Lee Elia rant that we still hear to this day, which is yep. fantastic, you know, Les still had. I know you show me this is the microphone that, you know, Lee Elia talking ta- 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 <laughs> into, whatever. He had, I mean, but that was, so as I understand it, Les was one of what, two reporters there that day and one that had a recorder?
5: Yeah, I, I think so. And uh, the only one that had a recorder, uh, I think there was, you know, maybe another local beat writer or something like that who, uh, who who caught Elia during that rant, but he was the only one who was able to uh, press record and play <laughs> on his old tape machine. And uh, yeah, we... we- and I remember I was just I was just breaking and I was just being I was just starting to cover Chicago sports because I was still at Columbia at the time, but uh-huh. running their running their radio station. Some of the teams would let us come in and cover games. And then I also interned over at uh, the Loop because uh, because Wolf would uh, would uh, have interns go out and cover games as well. And I was just that's about the time I was just starting out, and I kind of remember the ten uh that you know, Les was the guy who, who got that sound, but then there, that created a tension because of all the hullabaloo, hullabaloo that it made um about, you know, what some of the rules and regulations are in terms of how the how the teams would, would deal with reporters because, you know, Les was Les was there at a very rare moment and a very embarrassing moment for the for the Cubs. And uh, you know, in the, in the weeks and months after that, there there seemed to be a little bit of attention, a little bit of tension, in terms of uh, okay, what do you use, what don't you use, who are we going to allow in the locker room? And uh, yeah, I, I remember that you know, uh, I, I was worried as a, as a student at Columbia whether they were going to start restricting access because of, uh, you know, them perhaps having some doubts about whether college kids knew the do's and don'ts of, of how you operate in a locker room. But uh, Les was right there doing the right thing, and, and uh, you know, uh, Lee, Lee didn't have to go out and say that, but uh, he did. And uh, Les was the guy who, uh, I don't know if he ever cashed in on it, but he, he certainly certainly gained a, a high degree of
2: after that. Talking with Chris Bowden, a few more minutes with Chris talking about our, our friend, Les Grobstein, uh, who passed away yesterday, was only 69. And uh, Chris, uh, I, I wanted to ask you, too, because I know we, we all work very weird hours. And, and Les, the, the funny thing, and you mentioned all of the various different places that you would bump into him, whether you were working TV or back in the in your radio days, whatever. The thing that always amazed me about Les, and he did this up until, I mean, literally this year, as far as I know, but I mean, I know he was doing this very late in his life he would go to multiple events in multiple cities oftentimes in the same day or back-to-back days whether it's South Bend in Chicago or Milwaukee in Chicago or Green Bay in Chicago or you know you name it right but the man yep. seemed to be everywhere and at at every game and it's like Les wait a second you know take a day off you, you don't need to go to see you know Northwestern play Wisconsin up in Madison I think they'll be okay without
5: you but he was there yeah, yeah, and I, I, that's another tweet I, I I sent out earlier today because I was I was watching that great Purdue Illinois college basketball game, and the thought dawned on me. I knew the Bulls were playing a little bit later in Memphis, and so I tweeted out, "Well, Les is actually covering the uh, Purdue Illinois game, and then he's going to drive to Memphis, <laughs> <right>. Memphis afterward <laughs> to get Bulls' game, and probably drive up to the station and do the overnight." That's what Les would be, and you know, you mentioned that, and even the more amazing thing is he would be doing this. Right in the middle, uh, you, you know, the times he would he would be connected with teams and doing play-by-play, whether, you know, whether it was the uh, you know, Chicago Rush or the Chicago Hustle or, or whoever it was, he was doing right. play-by-play for. You think that would grind somebody down and wear somebody out? I know it certainly would be for me and most other people. But then, on top of all that, in the midst of his season, he'd be running around, uh, stringing and, and covering other uh, other Chicago sporting events where. Um, you know, it, for as little sleep uh, as Les probably got over the course of the past fifty years, as uh, you know, one of our uh, one of our uh, tried and true uh, uh, radio sportscasters here, uh, he certainly squeezed everything he could out of every hour of the day when it came to uh, covering Chicago sports. It was, uh, it was it was it was it was mind blowing and admirable, and one of those things that you say to yourself, "Can I do that? No, probably not. Just
2: not." No, and, and there were times, and I remember this, we, we would sit near each other at Bears games. So, so let's say you've got a day Bears game. Mm-hmm. You would be there. You, you would have possibly a Hawks or a Bulls Sunday night game. And, and, and right. then he would do that, one, two, and then go and do his show from mm-hmm. midnight to five. And it's like, Les, you got, yeah. you got to Soldier Field at what, 11 a.m.? And you're going to go right. right all the way through till 5 a.m. And then Lord knows what after that. But that's what he would do all the time.
5: Yeah and I would imagine you know I heard I heard uh, I heard uh Mark Rohde and David Schuster a little bit earlier in the day John Greenberg as well talking about uh the car well i i never i never uh set foot in the car or rode oh. with Les anywhere but i can imagine he probably used that car to, to catch a nap here and there uh you know as he was yep. running around uh if there were if there were five or ten minutes here or there where he didn't need to be, be in an arena or be in a radio station he probably caught a couple of winks uh in, in his car in those days too so uh they, they talked about how it was almost like a uh, his moving file cabinet of stuff in his yep. car. And I can only imagine, but it was, it, it probably served as a, as a, as a pillow and a resting place too, every now and then too.
2: Yeah, Les did give me a ride back to the station from Soldier Field one time, and uh, I I will vouch for that. the The back seat was interesting, and uh, the front <laughs> seat I'm sure that that seat could tilt back. So, uh, oh, for yeah. sure, we're we're remembering our friend Les Grobstein here on the score. Uh, Mike Esposito, and and uh, last thing for you, Chris, and we really appreciate Chris Bowden joining us. Um, working all these weird hours, and I know you you have done that uh, various different things throughout your whole time. I mean, to me, listening to Les, and this goes even before I was able to to get a job at the station and and get to to meet him and cover the teams. But I know when you're working those goofy hours and you're up late or you're up early, he really was a friendly voice, and you get to to expect it's like, oh, it's Les. All right, you know, let's see what's going on in the world today. It's it is that that warm and friendly voice on your radio every night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and
5: uh, you know, the, the amazing thing too is. Um, you know, working working that long shift that he did on overnights, the phones aren't exactly lighting up, you know. No. <laughs> They're not completely full, and uh, you got a lot of time to fill. And, you know, I would be listening sometimes, and, you know, he'd take a caller who probably didn't know their stuff or was spouting something, you know, where they didn't know what they were talking about or were completely wrong on something. And I would not have the patience to, to last with a, with a caller like that for very long. Whereas less would wait it out, have the person say his piece and, you know, whether he needed a corrective or not, or whether the guy was just, you know, spouting some, some, you know, uh theory about a team or, or things like that. Um, I know part of that, part of that, The reason he did that was because, you know, he needed somebody to talk to and the callers weren't as as plentiful as they are between, you know, 10 in the morning and four in the afternoon or whatever it is. But to have that patience with with some of the callers who called up, um, and if if you were one of those callers over the years, uh, you know, whether you knew your stuff or not, Les always had time for you, Um, you know, whether you knew what you were talking about or not. And I gave him a bunch of credit for that, not only – having to fill five or six hours on an overnight when you don't have live guests necessarily as you would during any other day part or the amount of callers, but to be able to fill that amount of time. And he had the encyclopedic knowledge to do that. And to have the patience with some of, you know, the guys on the third shift or guys who were just stumbling out of a bar and, and mumbling into mm-hmm. the phone to have that kind of patience with, with his listeners. Uh, if you were one of those, and if you were one of those callers who called in, uh, you probably felt that too. And uh, uh, that was that was another uh, amazing part of what he was able to do in his career.
2: Yeah, no, and I, I know for me personally, and I'm sure you'd vouch for this as somebody who has done uh, a bit of radio in your day, trying to fill time on a show, especially hosting by yourself, it's mm-hmm. a lot harder than you think it is. And yeah. Les did it five hours a night, times five for how many years with no guests usually and only callers is just amazing
5: yeah, yeah. And, and usually you know whenever i'm on the radio you know i, I I'm, I'm still on for an hour a week um uh, uh, uh a little bit down the dial here and uh if if we don't have at least one guest over the course of that hour it drives uh. me nuts and I, I start getting a little a little anxious about it about having yeah. to having to fill fill just an hour of time um and uh you know that's that speaks volumes the fact that uh he could fill all that time, and uh, he, he's a better man than me being able to do that and not uh, not having, you know, either a player or a coach or just knowing you have X amount of callers calling in to kind of help you along the way. He was, uh, he was very uh, very unique and very special in that way.
2: Yep, he's one of a kind, and we're certainly going to miss him. And, Chris Bowden, we really appreciate you jumping on and uh, reminiscing with us a little bit uh, as we remember our friend Les Grobstein.
5: Cheers to the Grobber. Cheers to the Grobber.
2: Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, Chris. Take care. It's Chris Bowden, a longtime uh, veteran Chicago sportscaster, a friend uh, of, of ours and friend of less for many, many moons. And, um, what can you say? It's, it's a unique personality and a unique man. And, and we're certainly going to miss him around these parts here at the score. Uh, Les Grobstein passed away last night. He was only 69 years old. And, uh, you know, you know that uh, he was excited about what the Bears were going to do. You know he was excited about what was going on in the playoffs. Uh, you know he had thoughts about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. You certainly heard those. But um, we're trying to have fun with it. We're trying to remember the good times with less, And uh, we will do so. So here's what we're going to do this evening. So we have an interesting schedule for you. We have NFL playoff football coming up next. Arizona. And the Rams, we will have that in full for you, starting at 6:30, uh, through the game, and then the post game. I will then come back on after the post game for the football game, and we're going to talk more about less. We're going to take a ton of your calls. We didn't get a chance to do a lot of calls. We will do calls uh, as many as we can after post game until midnight. Then at midnight, less a shift will be done by our friend Mark Grody. He was on earlier today. He's got more or less stories than most everyone I know. And, uh, he and Les were buddies and it's going to be good to listen to, uh, hopefully the, uh, the Grobbers fan base will appreciate that. And will enjoy talking to Mark about Les because, uh, you know, that, uh, they're going to be missing him. And, uh, it is when you have that voice in your ear every night, uh, every morning, um, as you're working, as you're driving in or out of work, uh, coming in and out of town, uh, that is certainly something that, uh, it's like a buddy. It's like a friend, uh, your radio friend, as you're in your car, starting your day, ending your day, whatever you're doing. And uh, talk about fun. less Les knew his sports. You know, Chris was making uh, jokes about his in-depth knowledge of Northwestern football going, Lord knows how far back. But it was like that for every team. And I told the story earlier in the show, Les was able to name, you know, what the Cubs did and who the winning pitcher was on the actual date I was born back in 1972 off the top of his head. I mean, that's just, it's amazing. That's obviously a photographic memory. That's obviously somebody who is very invested in his teams, in his city. Uh, Les loved uh, covering Chicago sports. He loved talking Chicago sports. That's thats the one thing, too, I want to say before we sign off here and, and get ready for the football, uh, for the playoff football, that we'll get to in a second. Les loved talking to you, the Chicago sports fan. I know this because he told me. I know this. Uh, We've had many conversations over the years about it. Um, Talking to the fans, talking to the listeners, the people, the regular callers, that's what kept him going. That's what made him tick. It was uh, part of his life, and he certainly loved doing it and did it so well for so long. Our thanks to Chris Bowden for uh, joining us just now. It was great to catch up with Chris. Brandon Fryer, thank you for your work back at the Score Studios. Again, this is Mike Esposito. I will come on back after Rams-Cardinals football. We'll talk more about our friend Les Grobstein, leading into Mark Rohde at midnight. Again, Rams-Cardinals coming up next at Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score.
1: So much for that.
4: Tonight, starting at midnight, it's a special edition of Score Overnights. Remembering friend, colleague, score legend, and Chicago radio icon, Les Grobstein. Hosted by The Score's own Mark Grody. Mark will be remembering the Grobber and taking your calls. Midnight to 5 a.m. on Sports Radio 670 The Score.